Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody, we are back. It is Tape Don't Lie. It's your favorite Raiders podcast, favorite Raiders channel, favorite Raiders everything. I'm in a different spot today, guys. You know, computers don't want to work. You know, machines don't like us. So, you know, uh, but we're going to make it work today, guys. You had to call Audible, Marcus. I had to call Audible. I had to call Audible today, man. Little you guys already know to do. Hold Here. on, BD. First thing you got to tell them, you got to tell them they got to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Uh, subscribe with us today for sure. Make sure you guys hit join the memberships. We always got tons of membership stuff going up there all the time. I got my Zach Wilson breakdown. I got my um, BD did a Matthew Butler live stream for the members. So there's a whole bunch of member stuff up there, guys. So make sure you guys check that out. Subscribe, 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 and do that as well and join as well. Also, hit the like button if you like it. Hit the dislike button if you don't like it. Hit the comment if you like it. Hit the hit a Leave a comment if you don't like it. BD, we are here today. Today, what we're doing, we do a little 2019 uh, giraffe review. Little Cleveland Farrell and Jonathan Abram. Um, you know, getting into those guys today. Um, but a couple of things first. Talk about uh, OTAs opened up, and we know nothing still. So that's exciting. It's been two days of nothing. <laughs> I mean, two days of nothing. They started OTAs yesterday. I haven't heard. It. Have, have you heard anything about the OTAs? I'm heard like any. I, I didn't even know. I haven't heard anything from reporters. Uh, it, it's been two days. They have been OTAs. That's news to me. You're breaking news for, for me right now. Gotta say, I've seen uh, I've seen a bunch of other stuff on Twitter about other teams going to OTAs. Haven't seen yeah. anything from the Raiders. So I know yeah, everything. Right. I, know, I know Zach Wilson's whole whole every pass he's throwing. You know, follow my right. DJ from the New York Post. So basically, what you're saying is they're running it a uh, real tight secret operation right now. I, I, mean, I thought it was Gruden, but maybe it's like Mark Davis isn't like like the media in there. Well, I you mean, know? come on, McDaniel's. Yeah, but like more media in there. Yeah, that's true too. That's true. They don't want people to know what they're doing. Uh, they're saying man, uh, Corey. Corey is saying that they start. Thursday, I mean, um, I'm sure that there's waves. So I'm sure Carr is there with rookies. No, no, they're, they're doing OTAs right now. I think they should probably do probably mini camp Thursday. Mandatory mini camp starts on Thursday or something like that. Yeah, yeah, they're doing OTAs. I mean, they're going through like the install and stuff like that. They're doing so, that. yeah, so it's OTAs right now, um, which are are not mandatory. And then maybe Thursday is a mandatory day. Yeah. But I don't. I honestly don't know. I just. I just sit here. I watch tape. Okay, in my in my free time, I don't even. I don't even pay attention to any of that off season schedule stuff. Uh, you know, I've, I've been watching Jonathan Abram today. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you watched Cleveland Farrell today, so let's let's set the table. Let's talk about what this show is going to be about okay. here. 2019 draft review. This is your idea. I think this is a great idea. Well, what what are we trying to get out of this episode here? I mean, because I mean, we're getting to the point where these guys aren't going to be in the team anymore at this point. I mean, right? I mean, so Jonathan Abram, he's at a point where he's not going to be in this team anymore if he doesn't play well, right? I mean, that's, that's after after this next season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, same with Clee. Yeah, unless they like have breakout right. years, they're probably not going to play well. So I mean, we kind of see what where they fit in, um, and why you know Clinton Farrell, you know, especially Clinton Farrell is very interesting. There hasn't been a lot of talk about him at all, but they haven't moved him. They haven't done anything with him, so you wonder how they feel about him. And then you know, same thing with Jonathan Abram. And then, like, uh, next week we'll get into, or maybe later on this week we'll get into, like, Josh Jacobs and you'll do Max Crosby. And then we'll save uh, Hunter and Cole for uh, last. Well, week. I'll probably do Trayvon Mullen next week. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, I forgot about that guy. We got to go We gotta go in order, right? We got to go in order. I forgot about so that. So you, you do Jacobs. I'll do Mullen next week. We'll go in order. We'll get through the entire. So this will be multi, a multi-episode 2019 draft review. We're starting with a couple first-rounders here on defense. I'm really excited for uh, your Clean Furrow breakdown because I have a lot of I have a lot of thoughts on him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know Raider Nation in general has a lot of thoughts on him. I have a lot of thoughts on him, particularly how he fits into Patrick Graham's defense, what the holes on the defense are right now, how he could fill those holes, and I don't know if he's even going to get a chance to play yeah. at those spots. So uh, I'm I'm interested to see from you some of the tape, and then maybe having a conversation on you know, how his role might be a slightly different, you know, and Patrick Graham's defense. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, so you're doing Clee. I'm doing Jonathan Abram. Anything else you want to talk about before we jump into it? No, I just, I just you know, OT, that's why I was like, I'm interested in OTAs because I just want to see where guys are lined up. You know, I want to see, you know, um, you know everybody's assuming Denzel Good's going to start. I just want to see if that's really true. That's an assumption. Right. I mean, you saw the Mike Tice um, article. I don't know if you, did you read, did you read that article, BD, the Mike Tice one? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I was just. <laughs> I did read that article. I mean, they did just, 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 they just dismissed my boy. They did. They just kind of dismissed him. Made him tweet. So, him I tweet. mean, for people who aren't aware, there's a guy named Ted Wynn. He's probably like the most prominent Raiders breakdown film guy, right? And he did mm-hmm. an article. He sat down with former um, Raiders offensive line coach, former head coach in the NFL, Mike Tice, went through um, offensive line tape. The whole purpose of the article is to be a tape article, but they just glossed over Denzel Good and John Simpson. They just said, John Simpson, not good. Denzel Good's going to start. And then they broke down everyone else. So, yeah, so I, I think that there is a bit of a – Simpson, he uh, – what did he say? No, and, that's, um, that's an interesting comment before we get into this. I just thought that was – Oh, no, no, yeah. I, I got that one started. We're going to come back to this one. We're going to okay. come back to, to that one. <laughs> but – um. What did John Simpson say on Twitter? He's like, oh, they're counting me out, you know, or something like, you know. So uh, I, I think that is interesting that, that everyone's just assuming that good is going to go over or, over Simpson. I know you have a lot of feelings about that. but and it's interesting that John Simpson responded to that article. Mm. <laughs> that was the most, like, he responded. Because they literally dismissed him in that article. They literally, like, he sucks. And then, and then they went over Brandon Parker and Andrew James. And they're like, yeah, they suck too, but, like, I think there's potential there. It didn't make any sense. <laughs> like, how do you dismiss like the other young guy 
I don't know. It's weird. It's like some kind of weird. Like people are convinced that he's terrible for some reason. Like just kind of thing. Now I don't get it. There's like the numbers don't say he's terrible. So either his his PFF grade at the end of the year, or even as whatever. You know, there's just nothing more to really say that he's that as bad as people try to make it seem. Like I don't know why there's such an agenda to say he's bad. It's so weird to me. Because yeah, Leatherwood didn't play better than him last year. Like Leatherwood didn't play better than him last year. So like, why dump the other young guy for? If you're gonna dump him, you should dump Leatherwood. That's that's kind of my logic behind it. Like if you're gonna dump John Simpson, Leatherwood did not play better than him. So you're gonna play Leatherwood a guard? So you're gonna play the worst guard, the worst young guard because he's a first round pick, and they'll do the fourth round pick. So and you want to put the old guy who's coming off the torn ACL in there? Doesn't make any sense, man. Yeah. No, I mean, look, that doesn't sound logical to me, and I think the Patriots are more logical. Yeah. The unlogical way with like you know the old Raiders is to play Denzel Good. That's the old Raiders way, but I just don't well. Know. Here's the thing about Denzel Good. First of all, Denzel Good, John Simpson, they're both really big guys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you just have more athleticism there with Simpson, so the, the ceiling is higher. It's this is not like a crazy thing to say, okay? No one's going to argue with me. They're more explosive, more athletic, John Simpson. So, so the ceiling is higher. The potential is is higher. Obviously, yeah. There's he's a young player. There's things that he's got to clean up. But yeah, because that, um, that's why I didn't. That's, so my bad video, you never do. That's why I didn't believe Mike Tyson watched yeah. him. I, I didn't believe it. Right. Because there's no way an He must not have watched. Yeah, he must not have watched. Because the way he talked about Brandon Parker, he talked about Brandon Parker like an offensive line coach would talk about Brandon Parker. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like you see the athleticism, you're like, hey, you know, okay, I could do something with that. But like, how do you watch Simpson and don't think the same thing? It's not like Simpson's been in the year, league 10 years. It'd be different. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think Simpson, I mean, look, big time school. He's a very large for the position, six foot five guard. Three over three hundred and twenty pound guard, okay, very mm-hmm. large for the position, big time school, national champion, is an excellent is a home run prospect really, especially in the fourth round. I mean that's a better pick in the fourth round in my opinion than Parham probably. Yeah. Um, uh, as far as an offensive lineman prospect coming out, you know, so I yeah I think get some really good coaching. Yeah, I, I think people are going to be surprised about Simpson. He's he's yeah, got it, everything. It, he's got everything it, you need. It's, it's not that because you know I never say that he played great or anything. He was average. That's what bothers me is people act like he wasn't average. Yeah, he, he wasn't great. He was an average, but it's also in his second year and his first full year as a starter, he was average. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not worried about it. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, we, we want Alex Leatherwood to be average this yeah. year. We want him to be average. Like John There's Simpson. guys, look, there's guys on this roster, okay, mm-hmm. on both sides, offense and defense. That They are there. Okay, Jayon Brown, when I watched him, I was like, oh, okay, this is an insurance policy. Okay, that's what Denzel Good is. Okay, we know what we got with Denzel Good. We're just going to get a solid, just like, okay, NFL player. Yeah, yeah. You keep him on the roster that that you can't put that guy there and and prevent you from starting someone or putting someone else in there that has more athletic upside. You can't do that. Denzel Good is just there. If John Simpson gets hurt, the guards get hurt. Now you got a guy who can play guard and tackle. That's the point of Denzel being on the roster. 
Uh, no offense to him. He deserves his, his place in the NFL 100%. If he ends up starting at some point in the year, which is likely because there's going to be, you know, a game or two where someone misses, right? Mm-hmm. If, if he ends up starting, he's going to come in. He's going to play well. We, we know that about Denzel Good. Is he going to be an impact performer at guard? No. Can John Simpson be an impact performer? I think some of the stuff that you've shown me, some of the incredible core strength that he has. Um, yeah, I think John Simpson could become an impact player. Obviously, again, young player, he's got things to clean up. But he could yeah. become an impact player. So that's why he's going to start uh, before Denzel Good, unless he really just can't wrap his head around this offense. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, let's see. Well, that's a good question. I mean, they paid Denzel Good last year. So this they, they, these guys didn't pay Denzel Good. Right. John Gruden and them. Because that's the thing. Like, John Gruden and them would be playing Denzel Good right now. Tom Cable would, for sure. Which I don't even know, you know, Tom Cable would play Denzel Good. That's why it's the assumption that Denzel Good would play. But we'll see. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Denzel Good starts and Alex Otherwood plays guard and whoever they think is right tackle playing right tackle. So, because they refuse to think Alex was playing right tackle too. It's like a, a refusing thing that the media is doing too. Has Denzel Good ever played on the offensive left side? No. No. He's the right side of the offense player. Well, He's a right tackle, right guard. No, no, no. no. He played left guard because Gabe Jackson was right guard, right? Yeah, he played left guard. Gabe Jackson played both sides, but I can't remember which years now. Now that yeah. I'm trying to think about it, Tom Cable messed everything up with those guards. He just played musical chairs. <laughs> yeah, he definitely did. All right, so someone in the comments, look it up. Did has Denzel get ever played on the left side? Um, I'm I'm curious about that because he started this last year on the right as a right guard. He and did, I huh? have I have film of him playing. Um, they're saying Trey is saying 2019 he played on the left side potentially. I mean I can't remember oh, that. Yeah, I, I, I know, I know before he came to the Raiders he played um, for the Colts, and I have some film of him playing right tackle against um, JJ Watt. You know, so I've watched that game of his. So I know he's played on the right side. I've seen that, but yeah, I mean it's possible. Yeah. Most likely because of injury that hmm. he, he was on the left side to begin with. All right. Um, anything else you want to talk about in terms of mini camps or anything no, like that? Before no, we, no, we don't know anything yet. So, you know, we just, we're just speculating. Anyways. Yeah. All right. You're not a speculation show. Let's, uh, <laughs> is that, let's get into it. Yeah. Let's get it to our sponsors first. I didn't get yeah. the hand up. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Make sure you guys support Panda Supplements, pandasubs.com. Uh, make sure you guys go to that discount code TDL for 35% off. I get a lot of questions about it. Try to get your guys' questions. Just know uh, all the products are great, uh, especially the Focus and the Sleepy Ones are awesome. If you guys have tr- trouble sleeping or you need some energy, just not coffee and you don't like caffeine like I do. And you need natural energy. Those things are awesome. So definitely you can get those 35% off discount code TDL. And of course the proteins are really good drinks. So make sure you guys check those out. But if for focus and sleepy stuff, those, those are products that I'd recommend for anybody who has like, you know, wants to get up and doesn't like coffee, doesn't want to drink coffee anymore. Doesn't want to have time for Starbucks. So. Nice. Anyway, yeah, we need a commercial. We need the commercial. There you go. But yeah, Panda Supplements discount code 35% off. 
go ahead make sure you guys check that out i'll be in the um the description and uh yeah good stuff all right yeah what are we doing let's get some cleaning feral all right um, let's do this are you ready so i i will say for this before i so before i start this i, I just i just think you know the word of the day for cleaning feral is just solid solid he's just solid he's all right yeah he's just <laughs> it's like is, is is he good i don't know is he bad no he's not bad this this is the thing about glee okay before i mean i know you're pulling it up right now on your yeah. side yeah he doesn't make an impact right like yeah he, he he'll do his job mm-hmm but he's not going to make that splash play, that game-changing play, you know, in the fourth quarter or something like that, like a, like what most fans expected, you know, a top-five pick would be, mm-hmm. especially after seeing Khalil Mack. Yeah. So that, that's why everyone's down on him. You know, if he got drafted later, uh, I think Raider Nation would be just fine with having Khalil Mack. Yeah, if he, was, if he was like a, like a, um, like a second-round pick or like a – the run pick. I mean, this is. I'd be like, I'd pretty be pretty excited about this tape. It's just he's taking he's taking at four. <laughs> he's taking at four. Yeah, it's tough. There's a lot of uh, expectations that come with that, you know, from fans. So tough. Yeah. All right. Hold on. It won't. It won't take. It won't take the screen. So. Hold on. All right, guys, here we go. Let's see what we got now. Here we go. Boom. Can you see it? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Let me know if it gets shaky, guys, because we're on the laptop here. All right, so start off clean and fair. We start off against the run, right? So we really got the Chargers, Bengals game, and the two Bengals games in here. Really what I got through. I got most of the Chargers game. Um, I mean, that's where he got his most snaps. He has 25 snaps for the year. Was a Chargers game, so we'll, let's get into that. Let's check this one out here. All right, here we go. So this is what I'm talking about, like just solid, right? So you know, good hands inside. You see the hands inside here, always good. Pad levels, pretty, you know, it's good pad level. Everything, the technique, everything is just solid, right? And he's able to set the edge well. See, like, you can see his pad level, everything right here is technique. That's why I think he's going to play. They're going to just go, they're going to love this. Look at that. Right there, he's setting the edge. This guy's nowhere to go. He helps basically facilitate everybody else um, to there, right, through defense. So you, you see the ability just to set the edge and play the run, right? Kind of fills everything in right there. They get like two yards. That's a good play by Cleve, right? So, next play against the run again here. But this time he gets tossed to the ground like a little. He's just thrown, <laughs> right? So that's what I'm talking about. Like it's like it's inconsistent too. So this is inconsistent. Like you saw a good play, and it's same pad level, everything. But I think sometimes he has a little bit of a play strength issue too. I think he's just not as strong as he should be because he gets no push on a bad lineman here. Storm Norm. This is not a good. He's not a good player. 
Let's keep it real. It's not a good player. You don't want him getting thrown to the ground by this type of player, especially when he has the, especially when his hands are inside and he has better pad level than the guy, and the guy's still throwing you to the ground. That's not a good look, in my opinion. You get thrown to the ground like that, thrown out of play. Really, I mean, the rest of the teams, the rest of the team, is still able to make the play, but I mean, he had no part of that play because he's getting tossed to the ground by Storm Norton, who's not very good. Now, here's another one. Here we get tight end. Like I said, great technique again. Pad level is very good. You can see, you know, his feet are never too wide. Good inside. He's able to set the edge and play it well. Now, now Solomon Thomas is getting his butt kicked here, right? So he's getting pushed back. So what you would like Cleed is, which I would say BD was saying, is make an impact here, right? Yeah, he's setting the edge. Okay. And he's setting it well, right? He's not, I mean, Eckler can't go outside, but you would want him to kind of just shed this and make this tackle instead of just setting the edge, in my opinion. Because Solomon Thomas is getting his butt whipped. He's like expecting Thomas to do his job too. Like sometimes you can't always just do your job, in my opinion, as an NFL player, especially if you want to be an impactful player. Because, yeah, so see how he's like, he's coming out here. Like, yeah, he's doing his job. But like, make a play, bro. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's way, well, it's way too late at that point. Yeah, it's too yeah. late. Detach, yeah. Yeah. So here's another one. Once again, technique rips through. Could you know what, what I what I did what I found positive, he doesn't allow he doesn't allow tight ends to block him. I found that very positive. Yeah, no. no <laughs> I mean, that's a positive that's a positivity there. Right. Uh you know, so he's able to blow his play up, make mix and uh run outside, right? So, I mean, that was one of the positive things. Tight ends can't block him, which is very positive. If you, if you want, to, want one positive watching this video, tight ends don't block Cleveland Farrell. And I, and I did watch Yannick Ngakwe get tossed by a tight end. He got pancaked by Dylan Parham. That was kind of embarrassing. Uh, I, I really found out why he got traded watching that tape, this tape, too. So uh, that's a side note. Here we go. And you can see as lineman, right? I mean, he's not, I mean, this is what, what you would say a seven, right? Because he's kind of outside the tackle. So, I mean, it's really not lined up on the tackle. But this one, I feel like that he could have got more outside of this one. He lobbed this guy to crack, crack block him a little bit. But, I mean, this is still a good fill by Casey Hayward and Nate Hobbs. Um, but, I, you know, that was still good. I mean, just good rallying and making the tackle there. All right, next one. Still playing the run here. And like I said, he's never out of position. He's always just doing his job. He just does his job, man. That's why I think he's going to play. Because he's just a do-your-job guy. And that's what, you know, this coaching staff loves is do-your-job guys. And I think that's what Farrell is. That's why he's getting more playing time than I think we expect. Now, rushing the passer is interesting. Now, I think he's developed as rushing the passer a lot. But what is what does that even mean? Right. What does that mean as developers rushing the passer? I think he's got it better at counters. So, I, you know, from watching this, I really never saw him counter. This from when you did it last year, BD. I mean, he had no counters at all. No. Say that. He has counters. It's just they're kind of they're still late and you kind of see the lack of athleticism. But he still beats average linemen now, which I think is a good sign, too. So 73, these crappy Bengals linemen could not block him. So that was, I think that's a good sign here. So. 73, he just, he's, you could just tell he's all over the place. And Farrell's able to get his hands inside, get a good push right here, and then a good swim after the initial push. So you go back, 
initial push here, right? Initial bull rush and then swim over, right? Once you get that guy leaning a little bit, swim over. So we get to the quarterback on a little screen. I mean, couldn't get there on time, but that's a great move, right? Great counter right there. Akilin Farrell. Once again, here against 73. He just, he just had a field day. Made him feel good about himself here. Nice little stunt, which I want to bring up too. I want to talk about stunts here because, you know, he executes stunts very well. And we know yeah, Patrick does. does some stunts. He executes stunts very well. So he's a do your job guy. Look at, see that? Knock somebody down. He's able to come back around and get Burr on the ground. Force Aaron throw. Serious once again, just beating up 73. I mean, <laughs> this is positive. Positive part of this is this average guy. He's beating him. I think that's, you know, you want to see that too. And he's able to get some pressure here on Burrow. Burrow's able to avoid it though. And throw it out of bounds there. So I'm almost picked. All right, next play here. This gets Sean Slater. This is what I'm talking about counters again, too, right? So doing play action here. We got play action. And you see it. He's setting the edge. He's getting ready to play the run. Boom. He's playing the run. This gets Sean Slater. Got boo left tackle, right? Rookie left tackle, right? PFF superstar. So you see he's got good leverage. I think Slater's pads are super high. He's got a super high pad level Slater here. So he's been able to take advantage of that. Right? So he's playing an edge. And he, you see how he does a good rip through. Right, so he's a good little chop, he's able to rip through, right, and get a little bend there around him. Right, that's still a good throw by Herbert right there, but good. Uh, there's development there as a pass rusher, which is positivity, right? But you know, it's just not dynamic. It's just like he's just a do your job guy, and like this this type of play though, you know, you still see these mishaps right here, like this play. You know, he's focused too much on the running back and he loses Justin Herbert. And Herbert's able to get outside here easy on his bootleg. Right. And then a nice little five yard pass there. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, uh, here we go, right here. That's what I'm talking about. Another good move inside here, but he loses here initially. So he's lost, right? But he finds a way, stays with it, rips through back and outside. See, and he's able oh, to come yeah, back. There in, we go, right? So there that's what I'm talking go. about countering, right? So right there, he's able to counter and rip through, and that's and that's a that's against Rashad Slater. So he loses here, he's lost, right? But he's able to counter and help get a sack. I mean, I mean, <laughs> right here. I mean, it, it got so bad they had to chip him when he's in the game. That's interesting too. This kid, he's beat up Rashawn Slater pretty good, and then he got some help. And it, this is this is where I'm talking about has to be more consistent though, because now you know he, he got a little help, and now he's kind of stuck. Now now there's nothing happening here. Like he's trying to, you know, Rashad Slater is a good good left tackle, so he's he's adjusted a little bit too, right? It's that's the constant fight. All right, and I talk about stunts too. This one's talking about he executes stunts really well, right? Because that this is all execution, right? You feel like okay, he's not winning, but this is a stunt. So he's trying to get seventy-one to commit. He gets seventy-one around, 
And there's Crosby kicking somebody's butt too. And here comes Phylon and forces a tough throw from Justin Herbert. You know, I mean, that's Farrell too. Farrell executing the stunt. Now, here we go once again. Here's another one. Right. He gets chipped, but he's able to have a little bit of delay here because he knows what the stunt is, right? He's able to get it around everything and help get to the quarterback right there, get pressure. So, yeah. All right, but one thing I, I, I you know, we talk about him playing inside. I don't think he's very good inside. I think him inside is kind of pointless because I don't think he's strong enough. So you see here, he's like, when he plays inside, he gets no push. So on this one, I mean, these guards aren't very good. You know, you figure he's a defensive end against a center. He'd be able to get some a little bit more push, maybe, right? He's trying to get a rip. But there's really nothing there for him inside. I don't know. If, I don't know if that inside really is gonna would work for him, right? It it, it makes sense for like if you want to get like Koontz in the field and you want to get Chandler Jones in the field, all him on the field at the same time. But I don't know if that's really something they should do. I think that, I think they should focus on Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones starts getting. You know, he's an older player. Maybe start putting Koontz and Farrell more in rotation. But like here he is a five technique, right? So he's lined up over the tackle, five technique. This is him against a guard, against 67. He tries to do a little rip through. You know, he's just not getting the same push that he gets from the outside. And I guess you could say that maybe it's a little bit of a stunt too there, but it was Hankins. But he's still lined up at five technique, so. All right, uh. BD, what do you guys think? So you're telling me, okay, that he's not strong enough to play inside. I don't think he is. I don't know. You, it, what's your opinion on that? I, I, it, just from the plays that I saw, right. I don't think he's strong enough to play inside. But I mean, I think um, I think in Bradley's defense, where the emphasis so much was on um, penetration. Yeah, I think he definitely lost a little bit of weight um, to, you know, okay. just improve his get off and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so that might have been it, you know, uh, not being strong enough from like going back and I'll just full disclosure here. OK, you watch more Cleveland Furrow than I did. I'm not going back and watching a guy who only his biggest game was 25 snaps. You know what I'm saying? Like he barely played. <laughs> And that, and that was you were you were searching for a needle in a haystack in those games. Okay, see, to find some clean furrow. I got the, I had the scroll again. button. I was able to scroll just look for ninety nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. See, wait till you see ninety nine. Now, the thing is though, um, so I'm surprised to hear you say that you don't think he's strong enough, um, because when I watched Cleveland Furrow the most was from 2020, and he's very strong at the point of attack, mm-hmm. but. Obviously, that's different going from playing edge to playing defensive tackle, right? Or going from playing, um, you know, edge to going to play five technique, even, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you need you need to be a lot stronger. It's not good enough to be just really strong for a defensive end. So I'm about, I was surprised to hear, hear you say that. You know, um, here's my thing with, with Clay. Okay, and we'll go back to a starred comment. Okay. He said he's playing outside linebacker, right? So in Patrick Graham's defense, the edge players, I guess maybe perhaps they call them linebackers, okay? Um, so that means Klee 
is not going to play on the interior. Mm-mm. He's going to play at the edge. And here's my thing. You got Max Crosby, you got Chandler Jones. Okay. Kyler Fackrell. For the people who are stat counters, just go look up Kyler Fackrell's best year. Okay. It's as good as anyone else on the roster. Damn near. Okay. It's definitely way better than anything Cleveland Farrell has ever done in the NFL. Okay. Yeah. So Cleveland Farrell, he's right now competing to be the next guy up at edge. He's competing mm-hmm. to be the backup edge. And right now there's such like they brought in Matthew Butler, the law Nichols, all these guys to play five technique and you know that big defensive end, Kendall Vickers is gonna be in the that's the competition. You could be a starter right there, Cleve. Right? Yeah. But he wants to be a backup outside linebacker, backup edge player. Right. So that's my that's my thing. If he's not big enough to play inside, trade him. I'm sorry. Put put him out there for a hundred snaps in the preseason. Get his trade value as high as it possibly can go and just trade the guy because what's the point if he's just going to be a backup to Crosby and Jones? That's that's my problem. See, see, but it all goes back to what you said about John Simpson. It all goes back to that. And I think that he and what I saw was a sound do your job player. Like he just does his, <laughs> and, that, and that's what I was thinking when I was watching. I was like, man, I bet Patrick Graham loves this guy. You know, he just watch. He's watching on tape. He's watch. He just does his job. He doesn't really try to do too much. Doesn't doesn't try to make an impact. You know, he's like a, it reminded me of like if, if they had Trey Flowers. Like Trey Flowers was really good in that system, right? But he went somewhere else to you know to you know be the defensive end, right? And it didn't work out for him. Yeah. Right. right? So, and, and I think it was the stunts too for me. Because, you know, Kyler Fackrell might have a chance. But, if you know, if they really like Klee and he's younger, and then they probably think maybe like later on, since Klee probably won't be expensive at this point. He's not going to be a 10. He's not going to be like a. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 14, 15 sack guy, you know, if he's not expensive, he could, uh, you know, they could maybe keep him around for cheap and, yeah. and, and they can manufacture pressure with him, be his, his do your job mentality with stunts and stuff like that. They can manufacture. Pressure. I'm just, I'm just very skeptical because yeah, edge players, they're considered linebackers in this scheme. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Kyler Fackrell, he comes from playing with Graham in the past. He has familiarity with what this position calls for, okay, we're going to see when they're in base, when they're in a five-man line, okay? We're going to see either Chandler Jones or Max Crosby drop from time to time, mm-hmm. okay? They might even play man-to-man coverage on a tight end from time to time, okay? Is Cleveland Furrow that type of player? Because I think Malcolm Kuntz maybe could be. He's more athletic. Okay, Kyler Fackrell has shown that he could be. Those are the backups we're talking about right now. So the backups, I know they could maybe drop a little bit. What's the point of having the backup defensive end come in and you can't even get to half your playbook because you can't do those things that you that you're going to ask Cleveland for all to do at playing at edge. So yeah, you know the other thing 
that the fir- the first thing, and I'll keep on coming back to this. I'm sorry. The first thing that I thought about when he said, oh, I'm playing as a linebacker now, okay? He probably doesn't want to not play end anymore. He got drafted to be an end. He's played an end his entire life. He wants to play end, okay? It's a pride thing for him. So mm-hmm. he'd you know, rather be in the mix to be the backup, you know, the first guy off the bench at defensive end than starting somewhere else on the defensive line. So that's that's kind of uh, that my reading of that. Um, and again, you know, we're talking about the backup. We're talking about him being the backup. That's a. I mean, it's, 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 I know, but he's he's the number four pick in the draft. I mean, it's a big it's a big deal. So, but I, I will say this too about him. You know, my comp for him come when I when I was drafted when you know going to draft my comp for him was Chandler Jones. I thought that was the ceiling. Okay, was a Chandler Jones type of player because he has the link. And Chandler Jones was not that athletic coming out. He's, he's not the he's not the super duper athlete. Chandler Jones is a technician, and you know, and you know, he's just yeah, he's basically what he is. He's a technician. So, and you know, Patrick Graham developed Chandler Jones, and I mean that that was I was not the only person to have that comp. Let's just say that. So sure. you know, I don't know how they felt about him, and a lot of people don't they don't forget their draft. A lot of people don't forget their draft evaluation, Never. right? So they still see their draft evaluation of Cleveland Farrell. I don't know. I just feel I have a feeling he might play more than we think. At hey. first, look, that's fine. <laughs> but again, again, at first, it's, it's I, don't I don't know how long it lasts. I don't know how long it lasts. He's a, he's he a fine Cleveland player. Farrell. He's a fine player. I don't I don't have any problem with Cleveland Farrell like the rest of Raider Nation yeah. does. I'm just saying, he's not. You know. We're talking about him competing at a back for a backup spot right now. Yeah. And so that's just my that's my issue with it, you know. Put put fifteen pounds on Clee and go start. <laughs> yeah. Take the, there's a three technique position. This is wide open, right? It's just like it's wide open. It is wide open. Just, just go put start there. Pounds, bro, and go take it. Right? Yeah, you will be the starter, please. And you saw Solomon Thomas, speaking of Solomon Thomas, you saw Solomon Thomas make the most impact that he ever made in his career going from playing and to defensive tackle because he was he finally admitted to himself, I can't play edge. Right, Self-awareness, I'm not good is leadership, bro. Self-awareness is a big part of leadership. There you go. There you go. So, okay, yeah, that's that's Cleveland Furrow, guys. I don't know. Do you want to say anything else on the man? <laughs> But I mean, but but it, it, he is a he's a huge topic with Raiders fans. I'm sure Raiders fans are gonna like this episode. He's a huge topic because he's he was the number they had the top five pick and it's him. It's a big deal. It's a big deal, man. I don't care. What, I don't care if he's a backup. Whatever. He's the big deal. That's that's a big deal. Because I mean, it yeah. could be Ed Oliver. We could have Ed Oliver, who's developing into a superstar right now. Actually, he's probably gonna have, he's he's about to have a, he's about to have his superstar fourth year. Ed Oliver. <laughs> That's gonna be great to watch. And Oliver get twelve sacks this year. It's gonna be great. Gosh, yeah, that would, that's gonna <laughs> It's gonna be fun to watch because you know some people wanted Josh Allen. I wanted Ed Oliver, and Ellen Oliver did Josh take Allen. a while. Yeah, he Ed Oliver took take a while, but he's about to. He he was take. He's about. I think he finished like six sacks last year. He's he his leap is made. So, did Jeffrey Simmons come out that year? Yeah, yeah, he did. He did come out that year. They pass on him. They took Josh Jacobs. Uh, was it was it an injury for Jeffrey Simmons or was it something yeah. else? Me, yeah. He's top five. Yeah, 
Me yeah, and he had an incident too. But he still uh, with he knee, had an incident, right? Um, me and character issue, he still went twenty-five. Still went twenty-five, yeah. I, I was watching him in the playoffs and I was like, that is the best defensive lineman not named Aaron. Oh, oh, oh. The, if if he didn't have the knee issue, he was like my top five player in that draft, bro. That dude's tape is ridiculous. I thought he was just as good as Quentin Williams, like just as good. Simmons is a beast, absolute monster. Uh, who's sincere? He keeps saying who's sincere. Oh, is that one of the undrafted guys? I, I don't sincere, know. huh? Yeah, I know that is. Um, not sure. Not sure about sincere chef B. Don't know about him. Sorry about that, guys. I mean, sincere to... McCormick. That's a name. Yeah, that's... Yes, that's who it is. That running he back. Play, he's oh, he's he's a back. Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's what I was like. All right, BD, let's get to Jonathan Abram, who's also a big topic. He's, he's probably a bigger topic because he actually plays. So he actually plays. All right, I'm going I'm to jump into it. I'm going to jump into it. Jonathan Abram. Okay. He's my guy, Raider Nation. I'm a Jonathan Abram fan, but I'm going to start with where it's shaky for him. First things first. Okay. Here he is. He's playing strong safety. They're in dime. They're in dime personnel. He's in the box here. He is a curl flat player. Okay. This is what he did primarily the majority of the time in Gus Bradley's scheme. He was a curl flat player. And you you see him here. I think he realizes he's like, oh, I need to go cushion. I need to go stay in that curl window. Right. And we saw this happen. I would say. Being me being nitpicky, I saw this happen low too much to Jonathan Abram, where he's getting influenced out of that curl window, flying out there to the flat or to the flat and allowing the curl. So that that happened a bit. Here's another one. Okay, he gets influenced, a little ball fake, RPO action, goes right over his head. You know, when you are in the NFL at this point, I mean pretty much all levels of football, if the back is away from you. You get that backfield action, the, the run action. You need to stay back here in the RPO lane. Just pop back here. Be patient. You are a backside run player. You're first across all levels of football now at this point. High school, college, pros. If the if you are aligned as the as the safety or the curl flat player, whatever it is, away from the back, you get that backfield action. There's a slant coming right behind you. Almost guaranteed you need to stay in that slant window. Okay, right right there you see him pick kind of a wrong way to go. Getting influenced a little bit. Here's a, here is one against Teddy B where he does stay in the curl window. Oh, and look what happens. Okay, it's a little interception there, a little gimme interception. So it's possible with Jonathan Abram. We just don't see the consistency. Now, here's another thing. Here he is wearing a too high look this time. And this really is about my gripe with Jonathan Abrams technique. Okay. Watch his feet. Okay. Watch what you see what you see what he did. But what's he doing here? He's bouncing around. He's yeah. already getting into a half turn. He never <laughs> pedals a single time. Hold on. He healed watch, too. And, but watch Trayvon Merrick. Okay, pedaling, fighting to stay square, fighting to stay square, fighting to stay, right? 
Jonathan Abram immediately, before Cushion is even broken, starts turning. He's too antsy. And he's opening up here. We get a curl or a corner route, so he has to turn his back now on the quarterback to wheel around. Okay? Doesn't give up a, a, a catcher. I'm going to show a few more of him bailing way too early. Okay, but you see him here. You can't make an impact when you don't, when you're not looking at the quarterback. So he's putting himself in this position instead of fighting to stay square and breaking and pedaling on top of this and keeping your eyes on the quarterback the entire time. He has to now bail himself out of this bad position by turning his back on the quarterback. You can't make a play. Can't make a play. Here's another one. Okay, they are in a cover one robber look. Okay, you watch him here. He's going to take this guy. Actually, this is called cover one cross. Cover one cross here. So Hobbs is the nickel corner. He's going to pass this guy off to Abram because he runs past the hash. And Hobbs is going to sit back here, fall off, and become the zone player. And Abram now is going to become a man player. And we see him. He's in man coverage here. Again, already turning and running. Okay. Five-yard cushion. So he's not threatened deep yet, already turning and running. What does this guy do? Goes back door on him. Okay, he get, he he gives this would be a quick, you know, um an easy throw and catch here if the quarterback was able to see it. Okay, so here's a couple more. People are probably saying, like, oh come on, you're nitpicking here. Well, here's one. Okay. Again, five yards of cushion. Easier said than done. This is Tyreek Hill, of course. But you see him getting antsy here, bailing a little too early. Oh, see, this is what happens. Okay, you got you to gotta lean on your technique. You got to trust your technique. Okay, otherwise you're going to get made look to look silly out there, really. And, and that's exactly what happened. Okay, now here's another one. Okay, we're going to get a seam alert on the backside. We are in cover three, but he's going to carry. We got two into the boundary right now. He's going to carry. 88 vertical okay he has 88 vertical watch his footwork he's going to step off here okay and look again is the cushion even close to being broken why are we turning and running okay he gets very antsy this is a problem in his technique so he starts turning and running okay again now has to wheel around turns his back to the quarterback that has no idea that the quarterback's even going to throw the ball here until right now he just gets his his head around at the very last second contributes to him getting mossed. Didn't he play that okay. terribly? Good Lord. <laughs> oh, I mean, and, and, and again, it starts with the technique. We're in a bad position here. We're turning and running too early. We're flipping around, taking our eyes off the quarterback. We could have really put ourselves into a better position here to play this jump ball or probably stop it from even being thrown. Like, okay. Yeah, because that's really not even – it's not. A, that's not a good throw, to be honest. It's not. That's just a big too far inside. Yeah. All right. Anyway. So now this is what Jonathan Abram was good at. Though. <laughs> okay. Right. Run defense. All right. Here he is. He's in the box. Okay. They're playing cover three. He's in the box. We got formation over here into the boundary. So everyone bumped over. You're making your line. You're, you're making your safety. Okay. Play linebacker right now. Guess what? Reads the blocking scheme. Okay, puts his foot in the ground, beats the puller to the spot, submarines. Okay, blows this play up. Fantastic explosiveness and 
reading of the blocking scheme, okay, to figure out where to go to blow this play up. Okay, there's another one right here. Okay, him coming down, laying a big hit. Okay, splatters that running back. Here's another one. I, I like this one a lot. You say Cleveland Farrell doesn't get blocked by tight ends? Well, guess what? Jonathan Abram doesn't get blocked by wide receivers either. Get off me, he said. Nah, bro. Whoa, you just got manhandled. Okay, so Jonathan Abram, you try to block him as a wide receiver, he's going to take serious offense to that. Um, here's another one right here. Play, uh, playing in the box, come and make a big hit, body slam, lands on top of the... Uh, uh, this is the stuff that you want, a strong safety to do, a throwback, 2005 strong safety. Jonathan Abram, he's your man. Here, here we go. He's in the box. Okay. <laughs> We get a a uh, run scheme. It's a wrap. Do you call this wrap? What do you call this? Insert. Uh, wham. A wham. Okay, wham. Yeah. Uh, we get a wham play. Reads it beautifully. He knows he's a D-gap player here. He knows he's start, what, sorry, split Yo. zone. Sorry, split zone. Okay, it's split zone. Okay, split zone. Um, he knows that he's a D-gap player here. He's got the quarterback boot. He confirms the handoff. Submarines that running back, okay? Great in the box. Great in the box. Not like elite box safety, but great. Okay, does a really good job tackling. Now, blitzing is an area that I'm really hoping if whatever role he's in with Patrick Graham, Patrick Graham helps him out in this area. I think that this is an untapped area for Jonathan Abram. We see him here on the backside. Okay, flex Yogi, blitz on the backside of a zone scheme. Just run that down from behind. Okay, here's another one from the front side this time. Oh, we're going to blitz to the front side. Okay, just blows that up. He has the potential. Okay, he has the potential here to do it. Here's another one. Okay, you guess that he's blitzing? We know that he's blitzing. (laughs) We know that he's blitzing, so he gives it away. But blown, blown pass protection gets a little hurry right there. Why? Explosion, speed. He's got that in spades, and this and is why just, I think. And, and Justin Fields didn't slide his line. That too. Yeah, well, yeah, Justin Fields. You know, he's a he rookie. You're gonna get some extra good plays against rookies. It is what it is. <laughs> see, how, see how Jason Peters. Jason Peters knew. He knew. Jason Peters knew. I got to slide. He slides. <laughs> This anyway, reinforcing your uh, um, dislike for Justin Fields at this point, right? No, it just remi- it reminds me of the Tom Brady rant. This is, this is exactly what Tom Brady ranted about how if he did get hurt, if that became a penalty, that's really on Justin Fields and not really on Jonathan Abram for crushing him. Right, right. But um, so but you see him here again. Times a snap, hits that accelerating, you know, uh, accelerating through the hole. Okay, I think that there is some some things that can be done here. Okay, here's another one. All right, I think he does a better job disguising his intentions this time. Okay. He sees that the tight end is staying into block unique, so he goes, oh, I I can blitz now. Okay, gets in on that. No counting stats uh, um, officially attributed to him, but come on, you go hit the quarterback on a play like that. When your man stays into block, you go, okay, let me add on as a blitzer, and you hit the quarterback. 
that's a that's a that's a good play in my book. But um, yeah, so I mean, finding targets for Jonathan Abram when he wasn't a box safety, that's harder than finding Eklund for a snap. Honestly, I mean, it's so few and far between. He played in the box so often, little slants and flat routes. It's basically like ninety percent of the action that he saw in pass coverage. So it's a it's a big question. It's a burning question in my mind. Okay. Is Jonathan Abram pl- going to play safety or is he going to play like a hybrid just sub package role only in this defense? I think that uh, um, I'm I'm seriously wondering that, honestly. You know, um, I went through Deron Harmon's tape again, see if there's something I was missing there. Um, I guess the competition is going to be between him and Deron Harmon, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But again, Deron Harmon plays the same position that Trevon Merrick plays. He plays free yeah. safety. Yeah, he you know. So I think I really think Deron Harmon is Trevon Merrick's backup. But I, I guess he could come in and play that. You know, Joker safety, the Rover safety. Is he, he is he a deep safety? Is he a box safety? You know, if Jonathan Abram can't, you know, it's I guess it's not the worst thing in the world. But um, I don't want Deron Harmon playing. I, I see a lot of people talk about Deron Harmon. I don't want him to play. <laughs> yes, he's like an emergency. Like if people get hurt, yes, Deron Harmon's great. That's another Denzel Good player where it's just like this is it, we have a guy in case no one else can play. We have a guy that we could trust. Yeah, like that's Deron Harmon. If Deron sure. Harmon starting week one, man, we, we I'm, I'm gonna be nervous. I'm gonna be nervous about what the team really looks like if, if they put Jerron Harmon out there number one as, as a starter. I'm nervous. Yeah, I, it's and he's not, he's not again, he's not an impact player either. So with a with Abram, this is something that he's never going to be forgiven for. Okay. Go back to 2020. Mm-hmm. Okay, when he was playing hero ball, right? He was really pressing, trying to make things happen. Every, no one is going to forget him bailing out of his zone to go tackle Mahomes from like 40 yards away. And then Mahomes is like, oh, easy touchdown here, right? No one's ever going to forgive him for that, okay? I understand. That was not Abram last year. He was not a hero ball player, okay? He was solid. He did just fine in, in his role. So um, he made a, a fantastic impact. It was after you know after Denzel Perryman, the next best, no, next most impactful second level defender was Jonathan Abram. I think that you get a lot of run stops. You're going to get a lot of uh, forceful, violent tackles from him. So there's definitely a role for him in this defense. I just don't know if these coverage issues are going to be a you know alleviated in time for him to you know make an impact also in coverage as like an actual safety and not just like a sub package only player who's used as a blitzer and as a box player and it's only in, you know, 30% of snaps. So that, that's we'll why, see. That's why, I mean, that's, that's why, that's why I'm interested in mandatory minute camp because we'll get an idea of where these guys are lined up a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like uh, I'm not going to get a full idea of what they're going to do. Cause I know, I know these guys are not going to want to throw the charges or anything. Uh, right. <laughs> right. They're, they're, they're not going to, they're not going to give. Um, they're not going to give the Chargers anything. I know that for sure. They're, they're going to want to catch the Chargers by surprise, especially 
the buzz and just from knowing the, that their atmosphere they're gonna you know they're probably showing the rate the raiders players the buzz of the chargers are getting probably all the they probably like uh, peter king saying the chargers are the number two best team in the power rankings i'm sure that the raiders players know about that i'm sure josh mcdaniels has let them know that the chargers are the number two team and they made the playoffs uh, they didn't make the playoffs and then the number two team in, in nfl so um I'm sure I, that I game, really hope the Chargers are I'm just sure that game circled. That, that game circled for the Raiders, and I don't know how much that game circled for the Chargers. That's what right. I would say about yeah. that game. Um uh so it's gonna be interesting to see where these guys line up. That's why that's why I want to see OTAs. That's all I care about OTAs. Where who's 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 where? You know, like who's the third wide receiver? I have a feeling it's Demarcus Robinson. I feel like Demarcus Robinson is the third guy over King Cole. Matt Collins. Yes, I think Demarcus Robinson is number four guy. Yeah, for now. Hey, we got to find out a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, but go, going this back, is- going back though to this discussion, we're talking about 2019 draft picks. Obviously, Clint Farrell, his fifth year uh, option was not picked up. Jonathan Abram as well. You're saying if these guys don't play well, they're not on the team anymore. I don't see. I don't see a path. Like, it would be a terrible, catastrophic. It means either Chandler Jones or Max Crosby got hurt, and that's why Cleveland Farrell is playing enough to stick around next year. You know what I mean? Like, that's the only way. Yeah. One of those guys gets hurt, and then he has, like, you know, a big year with statistical <laughs> production on top of it. Like, that's the only yeah. way he's sticking around, right? Other, other mm-hmm. than that, absent that, like, he's gone next year. Okay? Goodbye, Cleveland Farrell. I agree with that. I agree with that. But – Jonathan Abram, I think that that's harder to figure out. We got a new yeah. staff. You know, I don't even know where he's going to play. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. I don't, I don't know if he's going to play safety or just, you know, big nickel only. You know, um, we got to find out a lot of stuff about Jonathan Abram. Can he fix some of these technical issues that he's having in his third year? You know, I think it, it, it's wide open. Yeah, like it could go either way. You know, he yeah, can get cut definitely. halfway through, you know, mini, uh, training camp this year, or he can be, you know, signed an extension because he's impactful and Graham finally figured out how to use him uh, in a way that maximizes the way that he can be impactful. So we'll see. Yeah. All right. I see we got any questions. We didn't get too many questions today, just just feelings, because, you know, we, we, we have a lot of feelings about these players already. There's not too many questions. Um. So we kind of talked about this. I think that's more just kind of just a, a saying, saying he's playing outside linebacker more. He's playing defensive end like Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. I think. He's, yeah, he's playing edge. They call uh, it linebacker. Chargers are not over that week 18 loss. I agree with that, but I will say this too. When you're our a team and you are going through the offseason and all you hear is how great you are, you know, how – amazing you are. I think this is going to be Justin Herbert's problem altogether in the first place. How great you are, how you're going to win all the time, how you're going to kick the chart, the Raiders butts, who are the Raiders, who are all these things. The game might be circled for them, but they're, they aren't going to be, I don't know. It depends on how good Brandon Staley handles that buzz. That's really on Brandon Staley. We'll find out how good Brandon Staley is, really. Because if he can handle the buzz and he's not buying into it, you know, because Brandon Staley, he's so, so analytical. He can't see his, his offense coordinator is bad because his offense coordinator has DVOA of fourth in the league. So 
And he's so positive. <laughs> <laughs> he's so positive. He's so positive. He's like, well, yeah, he calls sticks every fourth down. But we're fourth in DVOA. And uh, Herbert's P- PFF grade is, <laughs> you know? So that's going to be his his choice. Is he going to understand there's, there's, like, there's analytics and there's the field? Right. This is going to be Brandon Staley. I got a question. What's the likelihood of getting McCoy? What McCoy is he talking about? Gerald McCoy. Getting him back? Getting Gerald McCoy back. I think I think there's a strong likelihood. Strong likelihood. They need a three technique. I don't know who the hell that is. They need it. They need it. The only reason I'm saying that is because maybe like a couple months ago, he was like, like, Patrick uh, Chandler Jones got signed and he's like, let's go on Twitter or something like that. So he, the way that he is talking, he feels like he's part of the Raiders still. So that's why I'm saying that. <laughs> they need a three vision. technique, but they need somebody. I don't know who they, they need. The three techniques has me worried, man. I don't know what the, what are they doing about that. everybody. Everybody's worried about the defensive line, offensive line and like how that's going to work out. I don't worry about the three technique, man. Who the yeah. hell is going to be that three tech? It's going to be hella guys rotating. That's what it's going to be. Like I said, that that could have been Klee. One of those spots, okay, could have been Klee. What, like, all he needed was like 15 pounds, good to like 287. He's like 270, get to 285. Man. <laughs> literally, literally, that's all he had to do. Get to 285. And then he, all right, he 280. Shoot, just 280. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of guys are 280 right now. They're actually, I mean, like, that got drafted, like Logan Hall. Well, look look at Quentin Jefferson. How much heavier is Quentin Jefferson than Cleveland Farrell? 10 pounds? He played oh, it exclusively inside. Solomon Tom- like both those guys are closer to Cleveland Farrell. Uh, Solomon Thomas, uh, Quentin Jefferson, those are they're both closer in weight to Cleveland Farrell than they are to like Darius Phylon or Jonathan Hankins or something like that. You know, both those guys are under three. And they right. played interior the entire year. So that's very true, Doc. Very true. All right, let's get to these two last questions here. Um, Pepe, Pepe came with the questions. I appreciate you, Pepe. You, you saw that we were dry. Pepe came with the questions, so I appreciate that. So I'll bring it to his last question. Uh, are, y'all, are y'all planning on going to any Raiders games this year? I am. Raiders, Cardinals, because I so I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to take my ex-wife so I control her in person. All right. That's uh, a hell of a statement. There's a lot to unpack there. My God! I might take your family. Might have a family trip. <laughs> nice, nice. Take the old, the old in-laws, and hey, let's go to right. Let's, let's go watch. Let's go watch Taylor Jones, and you know, go beat up Kyler Murray a little bit because you know he's, he doesn't like him probably. All right, here we go. <laughs> All right, uh, last question from a man, Pepe. I appreciate you, Pepe, giving these questions. Who are we signing post six one? Give us one player, PD. Who do you think? Give, give, me, give me a player. Oh, you're putting me on the spot right right now. It's so dry out there. Are there any – who's left? Hold I on. got one. I got to go check with my producers. All right, you, you go. You go first. You go first. Hold on. I'm sticking with Hightower. I'm sticking with Dante Hightower. Oh, okay, Dante Hightower. Yeah, I like that. I like that. It's a, it's Hightower. a major scheme fit. Major scheme fit. Another one that I see here to, uh, is Sue, which I see a lot of – there's a lot of buzz with Dominic and Sue coming. But Sue's twelve million. He's not taking less than twelve million. He's he's a one year twelve million guy, and he will not take. Some less someone in the comments, real quick, tell us how much 
uh, cap for him who's going to be left after 6-1. Someone tell us that. Do you know that, Marcus? Do you know? I have, I have an idea how much cap for him. Nah, I, I, know it's, I know it's going to be pretty decent, though, because they, they release they release um, Littleton, Kawakowski, 24 mil. So they have 24 mil available. I mean, they could go get Sue. But Sue's going to want twelve million. He's, I mean, that's, he's he's basically a walking twelve mil contract a year. Yeah, <laughs> he literally gets the one year twelve every single one, or year, one year ten. Yeah. I think last year's ten, so maybe he's eight now. Maybe he maybe he'll bring it down to eight. But you're, he's not going. I mean, eight eight from the down can Sue is not bad. And there's your three right. tech. Right. I like that. See, see, you say Sue won't get twelve minutes, thirty-five years. It's not about it's not about what we what we will give him. It's what he thinks he deserves. That's, you gotta remember that. And yeah, y'all, Dwayne, <laughs> and, and he's he's always talking about business and business and stuff and saving money online. So I'm sure that he's like he's trying to maximize. Oh content. yes, he is very financially literate. Um, Dwayne, so, so if you think he's not gonna want twelve, yes. he he hasn't signed yet. Let's just say that he's a, he's still an impact Look, player. Here. Here's all I'm going to say. We got to adjust for inflation here, okay? <laughs> when I was growing up, $12 million, it was like they got paid $12 million. Now everyone's getting paid 20, $12 million, you know? So it, it, it is what it is. Everything's going up. Okay, gas prices are going up, Dwayne. Salaries are going up too, all right? $12 million is not an outrageous number right, at, right now for a star player. Yeah. Um, guys who are available. Julio is available. Thoughts? He would never come, right? They would never let him. They, 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 they would like his practice. He's in practice. You remember talking about this? He doesn't practice. And, so. I mean, OBJ's out there too, and so is Daryl Williams, which I still don't understand. Why? Well, what the hell is wrong with Daryl Williams? Is he still out there? Isn't he? What the hell is wrong with him? Yeah, that's easy. Maybe he he probably just doesn't want to uh, sign until camp. He, he he probably he he probably uh he probably yeah he's probably like hey let me just chill out. I'll call you after two preseason games are done. <laughs> Do it. So if I wait until after OTAs, some, some of these old some of these old guys. Oh, like, for sure, they are not trying to hang out for all that. Like JC Treaders, like JC Treaders out there. See what they drafted Parham though. So you can't get Treader. Treader, he's a, he, you. If you pick up Treader, he's going to be your center center for at least three seasons. Treader Dwayne Brown. Dwayne Brown mm-hmm. is a is a free agent on this as well. Who? Which one? Oh, the left Dwayne, tackle. The left tackle, tackle. Left tackle. Yeah. He's a left tackle though, not a right mm-hmm. tackle. You can't change him at this point, right? Yeah. Um. Okay, I like I like from this list Dante Hightower. Uh, maybe even Joe Schobert, if um, you know if Dante Hightower doesn't go through. I watched um, obviously like full season Patrick Graham. He's got like a new linebacker every game. Okay, they, their run fits are so are so violent. Okay, staying healthy through a sixteen game season doing this is like impossible. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dante Hightower to come in and play six games, just like crunching fullbacks. Yes, please. But they need it because Denzel Perryman, he's going to have to, you know, it, it, it would be incredibly difficult for him to get through this. Somebody mentioned Jalen Smith. What's his size? The he's linebacker, Jalen Smith? Yeah, he's not that big. Is he? He's, not he's, he's 6'2", 240. 
So he's he's a little lighter too to be doing that impact. He's just he's always lost. That's the only thing. He's just great side to side. He's just always lost. He, no, he's done. He's done. He's done. He's, he's done. I, I don't even think he's done. He's not done athletically. He's just he was always when I used to do Cowboys Wire, he's always lost. But now he's lost and not as as athletic. <laughs> yeah. That's his problem. He was just always out of position. Yeah, um, I, w- I would say no to Jalen Smith, honestly, at this point in his career. All right, that's it for me, though. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with that right there. Um, anything else, Marcus, before I sign off? No, guys, I uh, appreciate you guys all coming in, uh, checking us out, hanging out with us tonight. Um, I know there's a basketball game on, especially our Bay Area fans watching their Warriors after my sons decided to choke and lose to the teams they're playing to. So, um <laughs> Finally, the ghost of Chris Paul creeped into Phoenix. It was awesome to watch the ghost of Chris Paul spirit destroy a team of 3-2. It was awesome. It was great to watch. The spirit, the spirit stayed away last year. It tried to stay away as long as possible, and then it came to the finals. But it, it was just a special year last year. The spirit came back right to the second round where it's supposed to. And... Uh, <sighs> So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy your 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 finals. <laughs> well, uh, Warriors, <laughs> they're, they're down right now, ten points. So we'll see. I mean, they're up three zero. Who cares? Fourth they're like <laughs> fourth quarter. Yeah, they're up three zero. They're up three zero to um, the team. The sixty fourth win team lost to. So here we go. Anyways, I I don't want to do a Suns rant, guys. I'll, I'll start. I'll get on a. Yeah, I'll like Kendall Jenner. You know how I'm so mad at her, and then she wants to date Devin Booker again after they break. After this, now y'all want to reconcile? He's 0 for 8. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, so next time we're gonna just have a, a, a separate segment for Marcus to rant about the Suns. He probably hasn't let it out. You know, it's it. it's it's still fresh. You know, I, I can understand. I can understand that. Um, I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of any basketball team, so no one could do that to me. All right. Well, you're, I, you're, I grew, you're from Sacramento, so you, you just you probably just detached. Well, I see. I grew up a Lakers fan, obviously. Come oh. on, Kobe and Shaq and everyone. You know, my family's from LA, but uh, you know, I just uh, I, I I wouldn't consider myself a Lakers fan now at this point. I don't follow them closely like I did when I was a kid, but. Um, yeah, I can, I'll claim the Kings. I don't care. Sacramento Kings. I'll claim the Kings. De'Aaron Fox. Is he still playing for them? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who's on the Kings, but I can't tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neither, I, didn't, I didn't play NBA 2K that much this year, so I don't know who's on, the, on those uh, random teams like the Magic and stuff. Right. The ra- Yeah, this Kings is about as random as it gets. All right, Raider Nation, that's it. We're out. We're going to holler yeah, at you. Uh, uh, come oh, back. Yeah, make sure you guys subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Marcus. Subscribe. 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 Right. Hit hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Make sure you guys uh, support uh, Panda Subs too as well. Get that up there. Make sure you uh, discount code thirty five percent off. Like I said, the sleep and the focus are awesome. You guys check those out. Definitely. If you have any issues with sleeping or you know just just because you know you might have to go to sleep for a while, the plane too. Take a little bit before you get on the plane. It works as well. Help you knock out on that plane. I know we hate planes. You're a businessman. So check that out. And then, you know, hit the subscribe button, guys. Make sure you guys check it out. Join if you're a member. Join there, too. 
uh, like so we got a whole bunch of member stuff uh, out there. Britton Brown got, you know, Matthew Butler, Neil Farrell, um, you know what I'm saying? All types of stuff. So and we're going to keep those going. And then I, I even got a little, if you're uh, into other quarterbacks, got the tape grinder stuff coming up too. Um, I got Zach Wilson versus Tampa Bay Bucks every single throw. So if you guys want to go watch that, you can decide if Zach Wilson's going to be good or not. And then, and then we, me and my brother actually have a great, great debate in there about anticipation and how wide receivers impact a quarterback anticipating because it it's a great discussion. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right. Very good, very good. All right, all right. So uh, we're out of here. Peace out, okay, guys. Peace. Peace. Peace.